Frick, I forgot how I said the intro. You could just start it like that. We don't have to cut um, that. <laughs> Greetings, programs. Welcome to the Tron Loves Podcast. My name is Day. I'm joined again as usual by Reeds, also known as Tron Midi Archive. And today we are going on a very in-depth discussion on the Flynn Lives ARG from 2009 to 2010. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, setting, you know, getting together, just setting this up was just a trip. I'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. For some of you that may not know, Tron Legacy, one of our all-time favorite films, was actually hyped up by an event known as Flynn Lives, which is an alternative reality game, or ARG, <clears throat> that definitely gives us all the insights before Tron Legacy, and boy, do we get a lot from it. Mm-hmm. There are quite a few ARGs used to promote films. The first ones that come to mind for me are Cloverfield and The Dark Knight. And those ones get talked about a lot. But no one ever talks about Flynn Lives, which is sad because there's a lot of really cool lore bits in here. And it's just a really cool thing that Disney did to promote this. And film. I feel like this is like at least from what I know, the only film that Disney did this for. And, of course, I didn't know about Flynn Lives till last year when I finally got back into Tron. And I was all like, wait, what? There's an ARG? How did I miss this? Felt that, felt that, same here. So, yeah, as we all know, in 1989, Kevin Flynn has gone missing. And, of course, you know, we heard that in Legacy. And, of course, this is basically the basis of the ARG. So we both thought that also a little little like caution, there are a couple of discrepancies between the canon of like the regular Tron canon and Flynn Lives. So some of these dates may or may not be accurate. And of course, we are just going to base it on the dates that we think these happen, so to speak. Yeah. So on November 3rd of 1989, which is the, which is the date that both of us think is when Flynn disappeared, um, he Kevin Flynn went missing, and many of his well-known fan, many well-known fans of his work, got together and basically went on this wild goose chase or wild Flynn chase, should I say, in, in search of in search <laughs> of the Intom CEO. We get the November third date from Uprising's intro, where the grid says accessing archive data gives a list of things, and the latest date on there is November third, nineteen eighty nine. Um, in the ARG, it says it's like, I don't have the exact date written down, but it's sometime in March. But I like using the uprising date more because it lines up better with legacy supposedly taking place 21 years later um, since the film was released in December. Yeah, and I think when we look back at uprising, just the details in that just really gave us more insight of Flynn's disappearance, even though we get a small fraction of it in uprising. So basically, all basically Flynn fans or Flynn addicts, as I call them, named themselves the Flynn Lives Organization. Of course, this was a fictional organization uh, that existed within the um, ARG, but was brought to life to help promote Tron Legacy. So um, a little bit about the ARG. So this event included 10 events, as well as a pretty, pretty cool storyline that led up to the beginning of Tron Legacy. All of this started in 2009, and its final event took place on December 8, 2010, just nine days before the release of Tron Legacy. So I'll kind of go down and list all the events, kind of gave my insight about them, because some of it's pretty cool, and I, of course, I wish I was able to participate in them. Okay, so... Prior to the ARG's construction, there was an event that took place uh, at the 2009 Comic-Con where people managed to acquire concept art and audio recordings of Kevin Flynn discussing his new project. This little event was entitled D-Res, basically the first event, and a teaser. Uh, one of the first teaser trailers of uh, Fortron Legacy also made its debut at this, um, this event. Uh, basically, you know, it was kind of interesting how they kind of built this little scavenger hunt within the convention. I mean, it was kind of pretty cool. And of course, I wonder how they facilitated it from what I was looking up. I mean, you just have all these Flynn addicts just running around the whole convention area, just all like, 
you know, hey, have you seen Kevin Flynn? Has anybody seen him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's another thing to mention is that um, a lot of information on this ARG is kind of scarce because it was 11 years ago and they didn't do as thorough record keeping for this kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was kind of like, you know, I don't know how they kind of went on and developed this. I wonder, since they actually did get most of the actors involved, like Garrett Hetland got involved with the, um, you know, with the ARG as well as Bruce Boxleitner. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it is, it's really interesting how they really put this whole thing together. And, you know, just just the whole map itself of, the, of Flynn Lives is just amazing. All right, so event two, which was entitled Zero Hour. So many of um, those that participated in... <laughs> okay, autocorrect, nice. <laughs> I'm just laughing at my notes. It said forest event instead of first. <laughs> okay. Those that participated in the first event were delivered some special packages, which included a set of bits. So you had the bit no, the bit yes, or the bit neutral, as well as a URL that led to a countdown. But okay, I wonder who still has these bits. I mean, <laughs> I know I've I've eBay stocked looking for them before because they look really cool. Yeah, uh, lucky for those because those bits would have been nice. I would have like probably like hang them on top of my TV or something. Just yeah, yeah, for decoration. Okay, so when this countdown apparently struck to zero, there was a series of live drops that occurred in several cities. So wallets were placed within these cities containing assortment of collectibles like cards Flynn's and Flynn's arcade tokens. Again, lucky for those people. Like, yeah, anyways, this event, uh, this event concluded with an IMAX screening of another trailer for Tron Legacy. And of course, this is actually pretty cool because this was also the same time where IMAX was starting to become more popular with movies. So really bringing this IMAX experience to help build up Tron Legacy is actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You know, I go back and look at the, you know, when they say live drops in several cities. I mean, I didn't want to put the cities down, but it's just interesting. Just people running around, finding all these wallets. I mean, I'm pretty sure like, the people that don't know what was happening are like maybe calling the police or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so I found like five strange people looking for, um, you know, they keep finding these wallets under a plant. <laughs> and I found, I, found, I found one in my bakery. Can you get these people out of here? <laughs> but yeah, a lot of these events really have like these cool little things to them. And I sometimes wonder, you know, What's everybody else outside thinking? <laughs> All right. Um, event number three, the Arcade Aid Challenge. Uh, out of the 10, this is actually one of my personal favorites to read, uh, read on about. So this is one of the many websites that provided a puzzle for fans. Or maybe we should call it, I, well, I said Flynn Fanatics earlier. Flynnatics, okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, to solve them... Uh, <clears throat> He, um, those that, you know, all the participants have to use their Flynn Lives profiles and complete the puzzles. And if they do, fans are rewarded an Encom ID badge, which gives them access to the international site of Encom. I mean, I mean, that's pretty epic. So basically, you, you win an ID. And yeah. I mean, Encom was a bit under suspicion because ugh, Mackie, Kurt Hardington, like, ew. <laughs> um, so basically so basically it's easy i guess back then to make a fake income id to get through well it also helped we will realize this later when we start going through the flynn lives forums that they had some people on the inside yeah um let's see um there was another puzzle that was provided and if fans were to able to complete it then they were also rewarded special pins more collectibles more collectibles I'm so I'm so jealous. <laughs> you see, I found some arcade aid pins online, but of course, they're selling for quite a sum of money. So, <laughs> I personally do not have any, but if you would like to give some, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. 
Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones just because like you can win an ID. I mean, if only getting a driver's license was easy. (laughs) (laughs) Play a video game. Just play. If you went around a Mario Kart, you win a driver's license. (laughs) You know, maybe there's a reason that that's not how you get licenses. You know, if Encom existed in real life and we were like running on Flynn OS, I mean, maybe. 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 Who knows? Perhaps. <laughs> All right. Event four, which is often one of the events that we're that basically made a huge statement for the Flynn Lose movement. This is the op- Operation Tron or the NCOM press um press event crash. <clears throat> so this was planned in San Francisco, California, where many of the event participants staged an infiltration on NCOM's press conference supposedly at WonderCon. On the Encom side of things, Alan Bradley introduced Space Paranoids Online. Oh, I wish it still existed. Same, same. Cry. So after Alan finishes up his last few words, the Flynn Lives protesters then went up on stage, crashing the conference. But then something happened. A miracle. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I was trying not to laugh, and then you laughed. (laughs) Sorry, I had I had to when I was writing my notes. I'm like, oh, I'll just you know, put a Flynn quote in there. Why not? (laughs) A mysterious parachuter landed near the event, displaying an '89 logo. Sam Flynn made his first appearance in the flesh. Now, here's the thing: this if you know this event would be a lot cooler if they had a Flynn Lives T-shirt cannon. And that would be great. That's just me, though. (laughs) All right. So after Sam Flynn basically made his, you know, his IRL presence. And, you know, you got to give a huge shout out to Garrett Hetland for actually taking involvement with this. Because, wow. I mean, he even volunteered to jump out of that helicopter. They were like, we can get you a stunt double for that and just have you hiding out on the ground ready to run. He was like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so now we have event five the sam tracker i was kind of laughing when i was writing uh, the notes down because you know nowadays like since you know we're recording around the holidays you know there's the santa tracker that you know (laughs) track that you know that tracks santa down when he's gonna deliver presents to your house so why do I have a feeling that they just yoinked this from the ARG? Like, oh, they did a tracker on Sam Flynn? Okay, let's make this and make it the Santa tracker. <laughs> I doubt that that's what happened, but I have no way to prove you wrong. <laughs> I'm just over here with my crazy theories. Don't mind me. <laughs> so after Sam's stunt during the NCOM conference... Members of the Flynn Lives movement got the opportunity to track him down because, you know, well, Flynn support, woo! Uh, Members were able to track down some of his character backstories, such as um, his capoeira training that he did in Brazil. Um, I remember one of the features, uh, watching a couple of videos, was that you were able to get access to Sam's locker, so you would have uh, his MP3 player, which included a few Daft Punk tracks. And I feel like this was kind of the hint or confirmation that Daft Punk was going to be the primary composer for Tron Legacy. And of course, I mean, we got a really, really good soundtrack out of it. (laughs) Yes, we did. Oh, and then also within Sam's locker, I know he also had a recording of himself there talking about, oh, you know, finding me and such. And of course, he also has a couple of Flynn's books. And I know one of the main ones, which was given out to some people of the Flynn Lives movement, was the dig- a digital frontier. Yeah. Okay. So one of those, um, this event was also the start of many threads. So this event was entitled Hel- uh, "Hello Flynn." So this is supposedly one of Kevin Flynn's old servers, with um, w- in which members managed to crack into. So various designs and notes were left by Flynn before his disappearance. So this is where all like the forums come into play was in this server. I don't know. Were you planning to go on to that? My brain just. <laughs> no, I was. I wasn't gonna say anything. I was gonna let you keep on going. 
Yeah, because this one was really short because I know it had a lot of like thread, uh, just all of the threads between Flynn Lives members, and some of them are, <laughs> are pretty are pretty fun to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we'll get to those after you go through all the events, and we'll talk about how it tied them together. All right. Uh, event number seven. Again, more collectibles. I'm still Whoa. jealous. Postcards. That's the name of the event, by the way. No, like, Flynn lingo. <laughs> like Julio Tron based um, title for this event. So um, postcards were, were delivered to many Flynn Lives members through the mail and the pictures were all classic NCOM games. Within, within this little package, a new NCOM website was included as well as a new game titled Circuit Cycles. Again, I wish that existed too, <laughs> like same, still. Same. Uh, all right, event number eight, Identity Raid. So once all the levels are completed in circuit cycles, players are then guided to another countdown. And another scavenger hunt was orchestrated at Comic-Con. So again, more Flynn Liz members just running, or, you know, basically running a marathon throughout the convention. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. The clock ran out again, and it revealed another trailer for Legacy. So this is really, again, these scavenger hunts are pretty cool. I mean... <laughs> Just parkour over a couple people cosplaying, searching for, you know, <laughs> trying. I mean, every, I guess everybody, uh, I mean, of course, Rinsler didn't exist by then, but I'm pretty sure everybody kind of channeled the inner, the inner Rinsler, just, you know, searching everywhere, going through yeah. the vendors, all like, have you seen Kevin Flynn? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, event number nine, Tron Night 2010. So there was a discovery of ASC2 files that contained images of bits. And of course, these included a, um, a pretty good amount of codes that included a new website titled Tron Night 2010. And it showed 20 minutes of the film. Which, ironically, and I know this because I've watched the film enough times, the first 20 minutes is... um right up until Sam gets digitized. So that's how much of the film they got to see. Like the, it basically just stopped right basically right as the Shiva laser hits them. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Was that was that roughly, the end of the twenty minute roughly mark? Roughly there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. And I just just leave them in a hangar like, yo, he's in the grid. <laughs> All right. The tenth and final event, the grand finale, is called Digital Pulse. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So there is a set of final secrets that members were able to find as they traversed through the route that Flynn took during his book tour. So of course Flynn would take a book tour and I kind of wish his books were around and they actually were, you know, able to be sold. Like, again, that would be cool to have. That's That's a collectible I would want to have just because it's Kevin Flynn. Yeah. Yeah, so those were the 10 events, and there's definitely more. We'll talk more about the story through uh, about Flynnless because there's actually a lot of things that happen that we, you know, were just shocked that they triggered the events of Legacy, basically. So let's talk about, I took some notes on basically who got the most background. So I mainly, so we'll start with Sam. Oh man, we got a lot. <laughs> yes, we do. Like as as we know, Legacy, he was just this tiny little thing. I really excited to hopefully go to the grid someday, you know, with his dad. But of course, well, he disappeared. I mean, what? So Flynn's disappearance really took a toll on Sam. Really gave him, you know, Sam was causing a lot of trouble in school. Kept, you know riding through the halls with his bike well you know with his motorcycle and eventually had to go into some counseling based on a counseling report from his school uh let's see so sam actually joined the movement when he was very young and of course he knew about this immediately uh, and we'll talk about more why he joined the movement so from what like i've uh, figured out from the ARG, Sam joined when he was only nine years old on December 4th of 89. Very, very sad, yeah. But no, the, Sam Flynn was very smart. He definitely, you can tell that he was a Flynn with all the stuff that he was able to do. So, 
So of course, this was roughly roughly a month and two years after. Why did I? No, yeah, <laughs> it was roughly a month and two days. Wow. Okay, I you know I cannot math. I don't know why I typed that in my notes, but. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, so Sam was completely heartbroken at the time and he wanted to do everything to find him. So he, therefore he takes on the alias 89 forever. Really, Sam? I mean, that's a nice touch, but. <laughs> <laughs> and at this time, he often would post every day. So <clears throat> the young Flynn went on a hiatus for a couple of years and then resurfaced to brag about his stunt at the NCOM press conference that happened during Operation Tron. What's pretty interesting about Sam's stunts is that he jumps off the buildings that were constructed by his mother, Jordan, uh, his mother, Jordan, who was also the architect of high of high decker industries. Okay, so speaking of Jordan, so with Flynn's kind of like Flynn sanity, as I call it, this really happened after the death of Jordan, the death of Jordan. For those who don't know, she was killed in a car crash uh, when Sam was really young. Well, again, a couple of discrepancies on Jordan's death. But <laughs> yep. We base it on she her dying in 85. Because that's what they say in the movie. <laughs> yep. And the like I No, you go ahead. <laughs> um the reason that the film says Jordan died in eighty five, even though um the ARG insinuates that was closer to like eighty eight or eighty nine was because the filmmakers of Legacy realized that they wanted to make um to make it more of a thing between Sam and his dad as opposed to just Sam and both of his parents. So they just bumped Jordan's death back some more. Um and the 85 date is what we see in the Trump Betrayal comic, which is like the only other place we see Jordan. So <laughs> Yeah, and it's interesting with some of Flynn's logs that some people were able to discover is that he, uh, when he was building the grid, he really had some interesting references to Jordan, almost almost like he was dedicating some of it to his deceased wife. And I feel like this definitely threw him into a loop. And I think it was definitely throwing a lot of a lot of programs off whenever he, especially Clue. Tron understood it, but, oh, Clue was not happy with it. Like, some of the architecture designs were just on the grid, were just based off of Jordan. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a sweet way to memorialize her. Flynn also does have a few drabbles about, like, attempting to bring her back to life through the grid, which, um, he didn't do, but... <laughs> well, because yeah. the coup happened, obviously. <laughs> yep. I mean, he had it in mind. It was on his to-do list. And Clue's all like, nope, you're corrupted. <laughs> Murder time. But it's also kind of kind of scary. Because the fact that he wanted to bring his dead wife back. I'm like, uh. Well, but in other ones, Flynn talks about how he knows that it's just a cold, dark echo. Like, the grid is a cold, dark echo. And that he wants to keep Jordan and Sam away from it. And he hopes that they never have to see it, but that he's too far in to just leave. And we don't typically see people talking about the grid in a negative connotation like that. Um, because, you know, cyberpunk um, people like that. So um, I just think it's really interesting to see a darker take on it. Um, but Flynn doesn't channel that throughout any of. The other content so it's, it's interesting for sure yeah <clears throat> so going back to sam so he's been doing all these stunts uh with this 89 parachute of his since 2007 according to the arg because the the media back then especially within like 1989 1990 was just so bothersome like sam really had some beef with you know with basically any newscaster that just comes like where he is or Alan is like, you know, they would try and interview him while he visited his mother's grave and boy, he was rebellious. Like it got really, it got really bad. 
And of course, you know, we really see that's when his behavior really started as well. Like all of his like rebellious behavior. And of course, every time I go, um, like I go back and read these sections, I think of um, his counseling report from 90, from 1997 from Wellminster Academy, which is where he graduated high school. And, you know, with just all the times that Sam has gotten to trouble. I mean, he's really smart, aced everything, but still caused havoc. I mean, <laughs> mad respect to his grandmother, though, for putting up with him before she passed away. And of course, you know, Sam was on his own. And of course, keeping himself distant from Alan, which what we learned in Legacy. So he eventually took uh, meditation classes and to Capoeira in Brazil. And of course, players got to see that in Event 5. And of course, you know, he was trying to rebuild himself and move on. But knowing him, Sam's always doing something flinish. All right. Well, I, I mentioned Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you I, I, I mean. Yeah, all the Flynn puns that I have written. You know, I was just having a ball writing these notes down. Okay, so we have Alan Bradley, and boy, we definitely get a lot more from him. You know, originally he wasn't supposed to be in Tron Legacy, but, you know, him in the ARG, it just really showed we get more of his backstory and how much Flynn's disappearance just impacted him mentally and physically like you know just like in 82 when he asked you know told laura you know that laser can be me you know to hawaii for a vacation that'd be great i mean at this point in the arg alan deserves that hawaiian vacation (laughs) he does though he really does like alan bradley was something else during the arg like i have mad respect for this man like really good friend to flynn taking his spot as ceo but Encom did this man dirty. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, Encom was so, like, they wanted to get Allen out of that CEO position immediately after he took over. So, you know, they started to blame Flynn for, like, embezzling and such. And, you know, basically almost like company hazing on Allen. And, of course, eventually in 1990, um, Allen stepped down. Thus, Kurt Hardington took over as Encom CEO. Uh, let's see, you know, and of course, Alan did this just to appease the shareholders until Flynn returns. But of course, well, that didn't work for our good friend Alan. I'll just say that. And of course, we all know this during his conversation with Sam um, in, like, you know, the first IRL scenes of Legacy, where he mentions that, you know, Flynn, you know, came into Alan's house telling him that he cracked it. And of course, he goes on about, you know, just things, you know, what's going to help us change the world. And, of course, when Allen stepped down and Hardington took over in um, 1990, Encom was supposedly going into a new direction. So, basically, video games back then no longer on Encom's primary directive. So, Allen was basically downgraded. They were planning to fire him, but, you know, they saw Allen more as a useful force, so to speak. So, he was basically in the lower areas of Encom. But during this time, he was able to, uh, as CEO, he was able to create an environment-friendly shipping company named Dumont Shipping. I mean, that's pretty familiar. I mean, it definitely does not remind me of a program we saw in the two, right? Definitely not. No. Okay, but what what is with Encom these days? Like, literally in 1990, I feel like Encom staged their own coup because <laughs> basically they had this huge layoff and fired several employees when Allen was CEO. And of course, one of these employees was Roy Kleinberg, which is, as we all know, as you know, as Rams user and of course popcorn co-worker. Popcorn co-worker. And like I said before, they even started to accuse Flynn of embezzling company funds. But he's not even on like he's not even, at least they don't even know that he's not like, you know, in the real world. Like why would you blame him if he's not going to show up to court or something? Because then they like, don't get blamed. Uh, exactly. Like, how can he? Like, they do that while he's gone. Like, and calm. Explain. Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. So basically, Alan, alongside Roy, played a really you know big part in the Flynn Lose movement. They basically were steering this whole operation. 
So they posed as aliases, isolated thinker, and Zack attack. Who we will talk more about later. Yeah. Um, Flynn lives indeed was a handful. Like, you know, with the amount of stuff that we don't, you know, have as Tron fans, I feel like, you know, Disney should really keep providing providing all these kind of like interactive interactive events, I can't words, for all Tron fans instead of us waiting around for years. Like shirts and pins are cool. And I know I'm looking forward to when Power Run is ready in Orlando. So same, same. Eternally waiting for that. I know, same. <laughs> Every time an article comes out saying that they added like a new piece. I'm just like, let's go. We're one step closer. Uh, yeah, and I'm so like, all right, saving all my mileage points. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm both on my airline account, so that's usually how it goes. But yeah, the ARG definitely had a lot of, you know, it just gave us just a jam-packed set of characters, you know, character background, and of course, more lore. Suppose, you know, more, I guess, supposedly almost accurate lore of um of the grid as well as you know encom being sus from the beginning like so yeah um let's see <laughs> i have to go back to sam because as we, as we all know he almost goes to jail every year, and it's always the same time where he pulls all the stunts just to, you know, humiliate Encom. <laughs> oh, Alan. Al Alan's just all like, okay, let me go, you know, I'll be right back. I gotta go bail him out again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know there was one thing I saw from the notes that I was, like, kind of thrown off was, so back then before, so Richard Mackey took over um after kurt hardington was all like stepped down and such so what's interesting about hardington because hardington is basically another dillinger but not you know evil without the sart <laughs> so basically it's interesting he has a program on his computer called mc chess 2.0 now i look at this and i'm sitting here like no there can't be another mcp like Come on, man. Like, <laughs> I think you're jinxing it. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There was something cool about. So, if you want to check out more of all the Flynn List stuff, um, if you have the Blu ray copy of Tron Legacy, there's also a little section um, called The Next Day, which also talks about how the Flynn List movement is being un under investigation after the o um, OS 12 hack. And, of course, we get, you know, the final messages from Zack Attack. And, of course, basically all the data is just gone. Which is accurate to where the data was IRL um, until recently when one of mine and Reed's friends on the Tron Community Discord server found a file with, like, all of the assets from all of the websites used, including all of the um forum threads that they made for this so there was a flynn lives forum made um you couldn't actually post on it because they had characters posting on it telling the story and um we agree that most of these threads read like conversations we would actually have <laughs> and <laughs> they're all really good there are um 56 of them so um i'm just going to skip through some of the highlights um, cuz <laughs> i'm assuming y'all don't want an in-depth 90 minute long segment on these cuz i could do that um so we introduce a bunch of fun characters including Zack Attack aka Roy and Isolated Thinker aka Alan. Um, those are like the only people in these threads that we actually know as other characters in the franchise, but I'm sure you could fan theory around and find some more. Um, but the first <laughs> thread is that they're making a quote fresh take on the boards aka 
Disney wasn't going to make 20 years of fake forum. So they're just like, we're just going to say that we're restarting <laughs> here. Um, in the second thread, they start finding some of Kevin Flynn's designs, including that of a Gen 2 light cycle, or if you watch Uprising in NCOM 786. Um, the third one is the 20th anniversary of Flynn's disappearance. Um, if we go by the uprising date that I like to do, it's wrong, but it's whatever. It's close enough. They keep finding the light cycles, um, and then they start plotting. Um, Zach teases that he's plotting something, which happened to be the um, Flynn's Arcade event, where it was the scavenger hunt. It was the first event that we talked about earlier, um, and that's where badges and everything started existing um i'm bad at words but that's where they started plotting out for the badges and everything um after that flynn love shirt started rolling out to members and they teased the 3d printed bits with a video of them being made um and then the next one is where we start getting information on income um, it's our first mention of Alan being pushed aside as CEO, and then years later, Hardington brought Alan back into the public eye because people trusted him, like, as a voice of NCOM, because he was friends with Flynn, even though NCOM is trying to avoid every mention of Flynn that they possibly can. Um, we get some yes. threads of them talking about Space Paranoids Online, which, you know, it's fun. Still wish I could have played it. And then Alan, I'm sorry, Isolated Thinker makes a thread um, to talk about the fact that Kevin Flynn was more than just the person who made Tron. Um, which he genuinely thinks is true because it was. He was one of Flynn's best friends. But of course he's not just going to go around advertising that. Um, yeah. <laughs> They start teasing Arcade Aid and the um, internet for NCOM, for the NCOM servers. Um, we get some origin stories for the group, but I'm not going to talk about those because they don't really matter. Um, then we get to the IGN interview with Alan Bradley, which you can still find on IGN's YouTube channel to this day. And they even put it in the next day but they trimmed it down just like a few more of the videos that we're going to find in here. Um, and also in this thread, they call him a Brad and I found that very amusing. <laughs> um, and yeah, then, my man, a Brad. Yeah, a Brad. <laughs> um, and then they start planning out Operation Tron. And um, we actually learn that the NCOM badges made for Flynn Lives members actually worked like to get into NCOM buildings. And I mean, I find that amazing. Um, hey, hey, play play a game, win a license. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, so going back to the IGN interview, so when NCOM decided to use Alan as the face of NCOM and, of course, being the voice for the movement, they actually told him not to say Flynn. So the IGN interview, though at least the one that's available on YouTube, has him saying Flynn, but eventually they trimmed out. the um, NCOM wanted the Flynn parts trimmed out because they wanted no, like, affiliation with Flynn whatsoever. Yeah, because they were just trying to, like, push him back. But they still wanted to profit from all this stuff, like Light Cycles and Tron and everything. Um, so, they plan out Operation Tron. It all happens. Sam jumps out of the helicopter. And then the next thread, 89 Forever, shows up on the forums. And he sends out a video, which, this is another video you see trimmed in the next day of Sam before the helicopter jump. And it's also his perspective when he's jumping out um he's like i'm sorry for interrupting your speech alan but we both know you hate these anyway so <laughs> he's just like i'm sorry <laughs> not sorry though um then the flynn lives members learn learn that this isn't the first time sam has jumped off of buildings um now he's done it multiple times 
And so that's what the next few threads are about. Um, and then we learn that Encom is on to the Flynn Lives group. And they start locking down parts of their um, servers from them so they can't get to it. Um, we get another, we get a few more teasers for Space Paranoids Online. Um, this is just a personal headcanon for me, but I feel like Jet Bradley from Tron 2.0 was the head developer for it because <laughs> he was a game developer for NCOM in 2.0, and I just really like having that headcanon personally. Jethro Eugene Bradley. Jethro Eugene Bradley. (laughs) (laughs) That is his real name, for those of you who don't know. Um, Yeah, uh, his middle name. Alan, why did you give him that middle name? That's my question. And Laura. It's not just Alan. No, I'm pretty sure Alan just had, you know, Alan suggested a middle name and Laura's all like, fine, but if he gets made fun of, it's all on you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we have one of my absolute favorite threads. And it's because people are like, so what's up with Alan Bradley? Why, is, why isn't why is he talking about Flynn when he was one of his best friends? And they're all, all of the Flynn Loves members are defending Alan, except for one, Isolated Thinker, who is Alan. And he's saying <laughs> that, um, he's, that Alan is just taking all of the credit for Flynn's work and he should be there for Sam right now and all of those things. So either... Alan is doing a very, very bad job of maintaining his cover, or he needs to see someone about his emotional issues. Um, yeah. <laughs> one or the other. Yeah, this ARG really shows, like, Alan's just downfall in general, but, you know, the, you know, the Flynn Lives movement is kind of helping him, I guess, trying to reconstruct that Flynn's, you know, Flynn lives. And, of course... Well, it's kind of taking a toll on his sanity a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Alan's got a bit of Flynn's sanity. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Definitely. So Zach sends out, Zach slash Roy, you know, same person, sends out the rest of the NCOM badges, announces that he's going to shut down making them before NCOM makes him, aka if you're participating in this ARG, you're about to miss your window to order them, so do that. Um... <laughs> And then we learn that Isolated Thinker actually smuggled out of NCOM one of Kevin Flynn's servers. So they start going over those, they start speculating, and they're like, what the heck, this doesn't seem like something he would have needed to hide from NCOM, so why was this so secretive? Um, But before we get any answers on that, and we don't get any answers on that, um, it's obviously, it was for the grid, and he wasn't going to reveal that. Um, Roy says that Flynn Liv should go underground for a bit to, quote, reserve our strength for the next burst, and then NCOM officially shuts Flynn Lives out of their servers. Um, and that's where the ARG stopped for five months. Um, so when NCOM shut them out, that post was made on May 13th, and the next post was October 18th. So the boards are back up, um, Roy starts teasing some more things, and we meet a new person who also works at NCOM, and they are plotting some fun things. There's another thread, I have no idea what's happening in it, so we're just gonna move on, because nothing happened. Um, then the arcade aid game that Reed's talked about earlier happened and they talk about that it's very fun we get the arcade aid pins and everything and we learned that roy's friend was actually the head designer for circuit cycles so all of the people who were like great i didn't want to give income credit for that and now i don't have to um <laughs> so that was that one i found very amusing there's one thread where they say that they wish they could vote flynn for public office and after seeing how Clue ran the grid, I'm not sure I would want that. But no, I, you no, do you. Uh, we, d- we have a lot of imperfections. I think we should just keep them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's not re- get, you know, we, no. Just no, I, I just don't want to imagine that. And then we get some more threads talking about the arcade aid pins 
and all of the other Flynn Lives merch given out during this ARG. Um, we get a few more stuff about Sam. They just a few of the board members like want to contact him, but they're eventually um they eventually get past that. They learn that Sam mostly jumps off of buildings designed by Jordan. Um, which holds true for Legacy because Betrayal tells us that she's the one who designed Encom Tower. Um, there's a lot of logistical issues with that, but we're going to ignore it. Um, <laughs> so then they start talking about the book tour that Flynn did, which we were discussing earlier. And they start speculating some stuff just to remind the audience of the ARG about the laser and the grid existing and all of that. Um, because we're almost done with the ARG here. So, um, they're still plotting digital polls, which they didn't know that yet, but that is what they were plotting. Um, and then Isolated Thinker shares a picture of a Tron sticker he found in his hometown where Flynn did the presentation for the book tour. And this is supposedly the final thing that Zach needed for his plot. So it worked great. Um, and then they start plotting digital pulse even more with tracking the power output on Flynn's book tour to try and find where he is now. Um, which they end up doing, and they were actually able to send out a page, which is implied that Clue was able to redirect out to Alan, which then kickstarted the events of Tron Legacy. Meaning Sam never would have gotten to the grid if it weren't for the Flynn Lives groups trying to find his father, which they ended up doing. Yeah, and supposedly, you know, when the signal caused a meltdown on the laptops that you manifest, you know, manifested a cascade, uh, apparently it froze on a screen in particular. And I think this is just really creepy because it's just Clue smiling. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and of course, then we get the, the pager buzzing and flashing a phone number. So basically, yeah, the Flynn Liz members basically trigger the events of Legacy. So it's, I almost feel like we also kind of did Clue a favor. I mean, I feel like that's what... Definitely. You know, Clue couldn't have sent out the page if they hadn't sent a signal for him to work with in the first place. You know, the more I'm thinking about this, so, you know, if Clue figured out that, you know, these users helped him, I'm pretty sure the, if he was able to get out, I think these would be the first users. I think he would go try and rectify. I mean, I feel like th that would be his primary target before he starts, you know, going crazy. I mean, if that happens, of course. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely, you know, Flynn Lives definitely has a lot and it's just, you know, it's also amazing, but also kind of weird with, you know, Flynn's logs, but you also get the quirkiness of the forums. I mean, Alan, Alan, you got to step up your game. I know you're trying to catch up with the modern day lingo of the early 2000s, but <laughs> step it up, man. Like, But you didn't, so, yeah. if you were an observer of this ARG, you wouldn't have learned that Zack Attack was Roy or that um, Isolated Thinker was Alan until the Blu-ray of Legacy came out and you watched the next day where it revealed those two things. And I'm sure if you were, like, super invested in this ARG, you would participate in all of the events and the forums and everything, that would have blown your mind. Because, I mean, I learned things very out of order, so I was just like, oh, wow, that's cool. Um, But it made going through the threads a lot funnier, honestly. Because <laughs> like the forums are basically how we communicate in in, in the server. <laughs> like <laughs> they really are. Like I'm gonna have a link for the Tron Community Discord server in the show notes because it truly is an amazing place if you're a Tron fan and you should join. You can get all of the Flynn Lives assets from that server if you would like to. And you can talk with some amazing Tron fans, including the two of us. We are very yeah. active in there. Um. Yeah, and just one final thing, uh, also that's involved in, 
in the Blu-ray edition. So this is basically a chat conversation between Edward Dillon through Junior and supposedly um, Master Control underscore 751. So it basically they're discussing um, Sam's newfound interest in NCOM since he promotes Alan as chairman. And of course, everybody, including Mackie, is gone. Thank God. Except so, for Junior Edward is Goldberg. Yeah, except except Junior. And of course, in the words when Alan was talking to Roy, you know, Junior earned his spot. He stays. And I feel like, of course, we that what that was what we could have had in Ascension was Dillinger being the prime villain. Crying. So Junior is sure that this wouldn't be a problem for the future plans, but of course. Supposedly, Master Control underscore 751 is supposedly Edward Dillinger Sr. Yes. So, basically, is told by his dad, in quote quotes, you know, you never underestimate a Flynn. And, of course, you don't because Flynns are always clever. <sighs> but, yeah, that's that's the ARG. It's It was something. It was a wild ride for sure. I'm so happy that Disney did it because it was just a great way to promote this film get the word out about it and give the fans who had been waiting for a sequel since 1982 hype for it and i just find that truly phenomenal and i hope that when we get a third film they do something similar even though i doubt it i mean i hope i mean i really hope it does because i mean we'll definitely participate in it i mean there's no doubt i mean this definitely led a build up to legacy and you know I got to give credit to Disney during this time of just setting this up. And I feel like, you know, they definitely did it for, you know, some other companies kind of took this route too. But, you know, the Flynn Lives ARG really, really stood up to the hype of Tron Legacy. And I just, you know, wish we had that opportunity to experience it as fans. Same, for sure. So, of course, if you want to follow us on our medias, um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I finally made a Twitter and of course, um, had a couple posts there. Um, you can just search up Tron Midi Archive. And of course, I really need to post more on Twitter because uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's me. <laughs> Same here. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Discs of Tron. Um, and then you can follow the podcast on Instagram. I can't remember if we made a Twitter for it. I'm pretty sure we did though. There is a It'll Twitter. be Tron yeah, Lives Podcast. Um It'll go on the show notes. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to email us for something, you can email us at tronlives2010 at gmail.com. Um, and like I said, join the Tron Community Discord server. That will also be in the show notes. And thank you for listening. Yeah, we hope you, uh, each and every one of you have a safe and happy holidays from us here at Tron Lives Podcast. And always remember, Tron lives for the good at the uprising. End of line.